It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well on your Thursday evening. Uh, on this uh, evening's show, we'll be looking back at an away win, our first away win uh, of the season. We beat Wigan 3-2 uh, over at the DW Stadium uh, on Halloween. And, of course, looking ahead to Sunday's FA Cup tie uh, with uh, Cray Valley uh, Paper Mills. Uh, the first round of the FA Cup, a local Greenwich derby to get our teeth into. Joining me uh, to look back and look forward. First up, top right, Sue Gallopane, DNC. All good from a wet and windy Hastings. Well, it's excellent to uh, to have you. Yeah, I, I noticed that Hastings was in the news in terms of uh, the, the weather, so hopefully uh, everything's holding up down there. And also on the bottom of the screen, uh, a man who made his way to the DW Stadium uh, on Tuesday night is Joe Puddyfoot. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. It's a, a relief to get back at about seven o'clock last night. So uh, I, as you can tell, I didn't rush back, but it's, it's always fun to do a midweek away day in the north. Um, it's just always freezing cold whenever I got, I got there. I don't know if they're ever going to get any sunshine ever at all, at all. It'd be quite nice if it was above sort of six degrees ever. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's why the locals all look that way, I'm afraid. Right, um, on tonight's show, then, we'll look back at that win. It uh, wasn't exactly a straightforward one, despite the fact it felt like it was going to be uh, for the first 75 minutes or so uh, at the DW Stadium. We're going to hear from Mickey Apples, of course, after his first uh, away win in charge of the Addicts. Uh, we're going to hear from Alfie May as well, got his 10th and 11th goals uh, of the campaign. Uh, we will then turn our attention to the game with Cray Valley. Uh, we have got a Cray Valley uh, Paper Mills supporter uh, joining us uh, on the show as well. We haven't just got one of the usual losers that we get, like a podcast or something. We've gone to the very top. We've got Cray Valley Supporter of the Year for last season. Paul Martin uh, will join us later on uh, in the show. And we want to hear from you guys as well. Good evening to everyone uh, in the chat. All hell uh, let loose is there. Paul, uh, Sam, Alex, George, uh, Aaron, Alan and Michael already joining us uh, in the chat. Anyone else who wants to get involved, let us know what you made of the win uh, over Wigan Athletic. Let us know what sort of side you want to see us put out against Cray Valley. What are your fears and your expectation for the uh, the, the biggest potential banana skin uh, possibly in the rounds uh, that we've got to face? Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive into the win at Wigan uh, on Tuesday. Joe, you were up there then. Uh, give us your, your initial thoughts of um, what felt like for... 70 minutes 75 minutes like yes i'm loving this wigan we put them to the sword and then we sort of um collapsed somewhat calamitously but we held on for the win and that's the most important thing yeah we never do it easy do we um i mean someone at half time walked over to me and said we're gonna lose we're gonna lose four three um and i dismissed that outright and then had a real wobble as we got into injury time that he might have been absolutely bang on the money uh but no, it's, i think it's probably the best 
first half performance or 45 minute performance that I've seen from us um, in a long, long time. So it was really nice watching the way that we were playing the ball around. We were well on top uh, throughout sort of all phases of the game, really. Didn't feel like we were particularly under pressure. And uh, at halftime, it was all going very, very swimmingly. Uh, but then obviously, right at the end of the second half, we decided to just completely abandon all the things that were uh, sort of give, bringing us success and, and and letting them back into the game. And I do think that correlates quite strongly with um, some of the... Uh, uh, sort of passengers in the squad who came on um, and gave that the energy and the impetus away. Uh, but unfortunately, the squad isn't strong enough all the way through to to have those battling performances for 90 minutes. And that is something that has plagued us for a few seasons now. But if we can get performances like that together and strengthen the squad so that we're not significantly weakening it uh, with substitutions, then, uh, then there are some real positive building blocks, especially considering we came off of two pretty poor wins and um, I actually put something together uh, before the game and preemptively put in that we'd lost. So um, I've had to go and completely rewrite that. That's the dangers of trying to be clever, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, relieved when I should have felt absolutely confident all the way through, but we'll take relieved. I can tell you that I've done that before when I have to do my four takeaways on a Saturday. I, actually, I have to admit, I did write two of them before the game against Bolton and assumed that we'd lose, which is quite bad, really. But yeah, it does happen. Right, let's have a listen to the goals uh, against Wigan then. Your commentators uh, over on uh, Charlton TV. Uh, and it was the first time I've sat at home and watched the stream, I think ever, possibly, for full 90 minutes. And it was absolutely excellent coverage uh, from Peter Shirtliff and Terry Smith. Into the penalty area, cleared once more. Dobson, lovely footwork from Dobson, picks out Louis Watson on the right-hand side. Ball into the box, have we made? Saved and then buried, buried by Alfie May, the rebound. Bundled home by Charlton. Did Alfie May get the last touch? I'm pretty sure he did. There were bodies yeah. all over the place. Got to see the replay to make sure. It was a great save from Sam Tickle from the initial header. It and it was it Alfie May who bundled it home? Yeah, I think it was. I think it came back. I think he headed it. Keeper made an amazing save. And then I think he knocked it in on the rebound. to Louis Watson, trying to turn it around the corner to Alfie May. He does so. Alfie May, space edge of the area, takes Good a it. shot. Oh, what a finish. Left-hand corner, back across Sam Tickle. Alfie May gets his second and Charlton second. 2-0 after half an hour. Now that was good play. It came, it, it came from the centre-backs, being tight against the striker and winning the ball back and not allowing them to build Interceptions, play. a lovely touch from Dobson to take it past Shaw. Ball forward, Leeburn can turn. He's got Watson one side. Black and Taylor in the box! And that's another excellent finish. Instant turn, instant strike. The Addicts have a three-goal lead here in the DW Stadium within 42 minutes. That is a super goal. Super goal. Good play by all, all around from... Back to the left to Godot, controls it, ball back into Asgard, into the penalty area, he takes a shot, that's a good finish. Asgard, Maynard with no chance, Maynard Brewer with no chance. He drilled it above and to his right and into the corner. And Wanted a clean sheet, but it's not going to come. Take on a combination of uh, Campbell Anderson when he gets past them both. Ball across the penalty area, Kirk can't get there, slammed home. Humphreys it was with the shot, ball across the penalty area, Charlton didn't react, Humphreys skips past Kirk and slams the ball home, almost exactly in the same place as Asgard did, 
And Charlton have got to work to do to keep Wigan at bay now. So there we go. That's the coverage from Charlton TV of the 3-2 win uh, up at the DW Stadium then on, on Tuesday night. So, I mean, we're all, you and I were, were following from home uh, whilst, whilst Joe was there. It was a bit of a rare one for me that I couldn't, I couldn't get up there on Tuesday, unfortunately. Um, but it doesn't make you feel any less nervous when you can see two goals in the last 10 minutes with, uh, uh, with, with three points that you're, you're clinging on to by, by your very fingernails. Um, and it didn't feel like at any point in the preceding 75, 80 minutes, that it was going to be anything like that because we looked so comfortable and so on top in that first half in particular. Um, it would have been a, it would have been an absolute calamity if we'd thrown that away. I, I just think it's Charlton being Charlton. That's <laughs> just what we do, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was sort of, I didn't, I didn't buy the string, so I had some other stuff going on, but I was sort of, watching Twitter and I had people messaging me and I, it was like, what, we're one up. And, and I've watched the highlights as well. And it's like, I see they hit the post and they, they could, they had another couple of chances. So, but I mean, yeah, like when on the, on the whole sort of, when you look at all of it, you think we actually look really comfortable. And the guy, our three goals were like just such good team goals I mean, yeah, you've got that, like the skill that they've they've brought to it with with Alfie and and Corey, but you just you just then go, oh, they get one, and I think it's our automatic sort of feel of oh god, like, and then it's two, and you're like, oh no, 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 no. So it's it, it's it's one of them that you just think like we just got to hold on, and you you pray you you've gone from being three 0 up to 3-2 and think just praying for even a point um which is crazy but I think that's just the way that we've sort of looked at how our season's gone so far and it that could have quite easily have happened and we could have come away with just a point or even none so I was I was still really buzzing like that we won it 3-2 but I think yeah definitely just highlights the frailties in our defending um and the changes, like Joe said, the changes that were made were it, again. It just shows the cracks within the squad. I think so. Yeah, it and, and it's a, think about there. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame it happened that way, isn't it, Joe? Because we were we were speaking about a particularly good first, like we say, particularly for good first half. I thought Wigan didn't have a sniff in the first half, and I, I put on Twitter like the the most encouraging element for me was the fact that. You know, for for that half, we we, we seem to find a way to not look vulnerable, and every time a team came forward, you know, even heck heck, for I think it was the second or third goal, won the ball didn't he on on the halfway line that started the move. You know, every time they tried to get into our half, other than like I say that free kick where they where they hit the post, that was the only real proper chance they had. We we dealt with it so comfortably that out of possession shape looked really good, and that's why it is such a shame that it did sully that that last ten minutes did sully that because. You, and we will be very shortly, of course, talking about the goals we scored because we scored some goals of real quality. But as as Sue alluded to there, it, it probably sums us up a little bit that we we have we have got the capability, and it's similar to last season to go on a bit of a rampage like we did in the first half. But we also have the capability to look a bit soft and and give away silly goals like we did at the end. Yeah, I think that the sort of alarming thing about the goals that we conceded is just how <laughs> how bafflingly easy it seemed. Um, and that, that's remarkable when you consider how well we have played defensively. But there's there's problems throughout, I think, when you're bringing in players who aren't really part of the, 
the the day to day squad. You know, likes of Kirk who's not really played any football, and you're asking him to come on, and uh, we can see shortly after, and then he's suddenly in a bit of a dogfight to to keep the result that where we need it to be. And you know, Fraser isn't the strongest defensively, and he's in a holding role. Um, so that's you, you've got those sort of vulnerabilities within the squad, and teams are going to exploit that. So as much as possible, we need to not have those vulnerabilities on the pitch, but that's just the DNA of the squad, unfortunately. It's it must be very, very frustrating for Appleton, knowing that he's got most of the ingredients there to or all the ingredients there to put a really strong showing on and then not quite enough to keep keep the whole sort of piece in motion. But this is always going to be a longer term rebuild. I there's still things that drive that drive me insane. I didn't really like May starting on the wing, for instance, and I thought we were actually stronger when when Pan came off. But I do feel like he needs to complete the the set that he's or the picture that he's looking at with the players and the profile of people that he wants in the squad in order to be able to get those 90 minute performances out of us. And, you know, defensively, you just can never, ever be sure. And we are going to be a team that needs to score three. And thank God we've got Alfie May who can score goals for fun because that is going to carry us probably through till January. Uh, we're going to need it to carry us through to January, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, Alex says, I think Alfie should consider a change in his surname from May uh, to Will, because he has done so far as in 11 goals now uh, this season. I mean, the, the, everything about all three goals that, that we scored was was so so encouraging. Like the, the cross from, from Louis Watson, Sue, for the first one was absolutely pinpoint. You know, um, Alfie managed to some, somehow managed to find a way to shake off his marker in the middle there, because uh, I believe his marker was Sean Clare. Uh, and anyone, anyone who ever thought we were being harsh on Sean Clare last season, obviously now look at him on the other side and see how, how many goals we scored because he was playing for the other team. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a bit of, it was a great save from from Mr. Tickle with his uh, big dangly arms that he wasn't happy according to Paul after the game. Uh, but Alfie bundled over the, the rebound. So excellent cross, cross from Louis Watson for the first goal. Uh, the, the second goal, I mean, it all started with that, that work from Heck. And that's what I was saying, like Heck, marshalling the defence and, and organised and that sort of stuff, the stuff we want to see much more often won the ball on halfway and, and, you know, we got it down the other end of the pitch and it's a great sidestep uh, and finish from Alfie May as well. So two more for, for Alfie, Sue. I mean, do you remember maybe about two months ago when people were worrying because he hadn't scored in his first couple of games and I kept saying, don't worry, is the least of our problems. I think anyone who's seen Alfie May over the last few years knew this was coming and it's just great to see it in, in a red shirt, really. Yeah, you were, You look at Alfie and I think we said it right Like when people were starting to worry and we like very much of the view that once he gets one, that's it, he's going to be off and running. And it, it's just shown that he has. Was it like six in seven or seven in six? It's, um, so it's, it's going just, up and up, isn't it? Yeah, like it's just, I mean, I, I'm still cannot believe we've got him, but amazing that we, we have. And like Joe says, like, for Michael, I think it's really important that he then gets players in in the January transfer window that's just going to enhance that more. Because, again, Alfie's, as amazing as he is, he's possibly not going to be able to play every game. We're going to have suspensions, we're going to get injuries, whatever. We can't chuck all our eggs in one basket in terms of that reliance on Alfie. And I think we need to think about how we, we can support, like seeing Corey, I can remember when we was doing the show on Sunday and we was talking about how Corey was just effectively invisible on Saturday. Corey um, against Wigan is the Corey we know and love. So 
it's finding the ways of having those players that have got that ability being more consistent, but also finding players that are going to help that consistency. Um, so yeah, it's 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 great to see him like banging them in, but again, it's like I do get a bit bit worried because, like you say, for those two goals, like how he's been left almost unmarked, and especially the first one because he's been left for the first shot and then he still managed to get another shot in to score. So not all the other teams are gonna are gonna give him that much space. Um but he's got that ability and I, I just I just feel like he needs that bit of protection that that we possibly haven't got at the moment. Um mm. so yeah, yeah he's sorry yeah, go on. No, it's just I just think it's He's just got so much energy, but what he's in his thirties, right? Again, it's it, that it's a long old season, and you've got a harsh winter coming up, and you've got like if we get through Sunday, we've got another build up. Joe's laughing at me. <laughs> um, you've you've got this like the the run of games with possibly the FA Cup going a bit further, so I think yeah, we've got to, we've got to protect him somewhat, and maybe. Get, yeah, give give Miles and Tyrese a couple of games. Give Alfie a bit of a rest, maybe. Mm, yeah, well, you think you see, well, mate, I, I, well, you'd hope so in the cup, but then you don't know, do you? But he's got so much energy. It feels like, um, you know, one of those energetic players who almost doesn't need a rest. But obviously, yeah, any knock to him and we'd be in, in trouble. But obviously, um, yeah, he's been superb so far. It's been a, it's been a great. Uh, a great watch for us as well. Michael saying he's a young 30, an absolute whipp- whippersnapper. Wish I was still 30. Um, <laughs> Paul Davenport said, uh, off and running indeed. See, what a lot of running he does. I hope he doesn't conk out uh, before the uh, the season. Uh, and yeah, the third goal, I mean, another fantastic finish from, from Corey Blackett-Taylor, another man who just can't stop scoring and, and getting involved with, 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 with goals at the moment in time. Um, again, it's it's just remarkable how many how many is scoring for us at the moment, Joe. Uh, and long may it continue. Yeah, he's he is on form, um, and his end product seems to have sort of materialised into some sort of consistency, which is the one thing he has really lacked, I think, throughout his career. So he's a, he's a dangerous player on his on his night. He didn't actually test Wigan, I didn't think, too much in terms of getting down the sides, uh, but. When he did cut in, he was he looked likely from from the moment he cut in, which I don't think he's always we've always been able to say. But with him and May, you are sharing the goals around, and if we can get the likes of Tyrese and even a couple of lads from the midfield chipping in with goals, then then we are going to be sharing that burden around, and that can only sort of help us over the course of the season because you know you are going to everyone is going to go for their little dry spots. I mean, Alfie's on target to get 35 goals this season if he plays the rest of the games um which will be remarkable and potentially tragic because with his goal bonus that will be most of the salary budget for the rest of the season gone so we'll be, won't be able to sign anyone in january will we so uh we're going to need the likes of Corey to step up but maybe just if he could wane a little bit until the end of january um and convince him he's not quite as good as he is so he can sign another couple of years that would be uh that would be handy but you know, he can't you can't complain it. And with the quality of people like Blackett Taylor and May in, in the side, then we are always going to be a threat. Um, it's just about making sure that we stamp out the threat that we are at the other end at times. And then we'll be, mm. we'll be rocking and rolling. 
Yeah, Alf, Alfie May on, on a goal bonus doesn't bear thinking about, does he? You know, Macaulay Bond still, still owes the club a few hundred quid because of his one. Um, he, <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, we, we should mention, obviously, the, the bad news with Pan. He looked absolutely devastated, Pan Kamara, when he came off injured, Sue, looking like a, a hamstring problem, which is such a shame for, for him. Um, yeah, we, we've had some bad luck with, with players with, with injuries, and, and he's all right up there. It, it, it get the, the, obviously, the, the first concern is for the player, and you feel really sorry for him. Yeah, it's, it's sad because obviously we'd, we'd lost him for a little bit with another injury and then he, when he's sort of coming back, you know, like we all got excited again because he was coming back and then and then he gets injured again. It's just, I, I guess it's again like Chucks. Like I know he gets a lot of stick on social media, but he's not asking to be injured. It's not his fault that he's getting injured. And when he is fit is unplayable so it's just it's just so sad when you get players that are that talented that just really struggle but I'm hoping with Pan hopefully not too long what's a hammy sort of five six weeks well yeah we'd be guessing at that at this point um depends on the severity on it it could it could be it could be anything really so we'll we'll have to wait and see if there's any update from Mickey Appleton uh, I don't know I imagine he won't be doing his presser until Saturday but he might do it Friday we'll we'll find out uh, as the day progresses. Well, let's hear what he made of the uh, the win uh, up at Wigan. Uh, anyway, as I mentioned earlier, I was unable to, to make the game due to other commitments. So, um, thankfully, uh, Mark Taylor from BBC Radio London stood in for me uh, and he sent us his interview as well. So this is what uh, Mickey had to say to Mark. I'm joined by Michael Appleton. How did you enjoy the Halloween party at the DW Stadium? Uh, well, well, it certainly turned into a party the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um when we sort of switched off a little bit and allowed them to score the first goal, which obviously made it a little bit nervous. <coughs> and we all of a sudden started looking like a side that hadn't won away from home this season. Mm. But I have to say, prior to that, you know, you look at the first half performance, it was outstanding. Some fantastic football, some good goals, a couple of penalty decisions that we didn't quite get, didn't go our way. Um, but yeah, and, and we looked comfortable and controlled. And then obviously I had to make substitutions because it was a lot of lads a lot of fatigue a lot of lads going down with cramp I think for the five subs I had to make we're down to down to cramp so probably goes to show the work that they tried to do and put in on Saturday when we were obviously 2-0 mm. down the, we, the game got away from us a little bit we had to work ever so hard so maybe it was a little bit of that how important was it to bounce back tonight yeah massively important I think everyone knew it you know players staff everyone um we, we, we didn't come out of the traps well enough on Saturday. We were a little bit slow, but tonight, you know, we knew we had to make a fast start. We did that and um, we got some good goals to match. And it's a first away victory of the season. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, like I say, the last sort of few minutes or so, it looked that way, didn't it? Because we, we were a little bit anxious and um, lost a little bit of composure, but just delighted to get the, get the win. Um, you know, it was a sort of difficult week in the end after the Lincoln game and... Um, for us to sort of come away here, obviously Wigan have won the last three games, so they're in decent form and play as well as we did in that first half, really pleasing. Does that lay down a marker now for the rest of the season? OK, it was a bit nerve-jandling towards the end, but at the end of the day, you've come away from home and you scored three goals and you could even have had more. Yeah, I'm, listen, I hope so. I mean, the first, obviously the first objective is to try and win the game, as every game is the same. Then if you can keep a clean sheet, fantastic. Um, but I think from our point of view, 
I think from a belief point of view tonight it was massive because obviously you look at the next fixture in the league and it's Pompey away who are top of the league and you know that I was just about to say they don't come any any more difficult but even if they do there's not many that that come more difficult than that so um, yeah from a belief point of view this was huge. There we go. That's Michael Appleton speaking to Mark Taylor from BBC Radio London uh, up at the DW Stadium uh, on Tuesday evening after our first away win of the season. A couple of emails come in. McSquared said Tuesday's match didn't really tell us anything we didn't already know on our day. Uh, we arguably have one of the best attacking threats in the division. Uh, all three of our goals were top quality. Conversely, our defence could well be one of the poorest in League One. We still have players such as Kirk that are surplus to requirements. Finally, uh, we seem to be capable of beating teams in the bottom half of the division, uh, but are found lacking when we come up with the higher place sides. On this occasion, our substitutions made us weaker. Unfortunately, we were left hanging on uh, for dear life. Obviously, we, we're going a bit of a weird case because, I mean, there, there would have been butts for the points deduction. There would have been, I think, just outside of playoffs. So there's effectively a win against a, a slightly better side. But I thought they were awful in the first half, Wigan. Um, and it sounds like their fans weren't too happy with Maloney making a couple of changes to the side um, before the game, which I think when he brought those players on, I think, I think Humphreys was one of them, if I remember correctly, uh, did seem to make a, a bit of a change to the side as well. So, yeah, let's not get carried away, but let's enjoy the fact that we played really well in the first half. Steve uh, says it was a game of nine temps, a great performance going forward, but fatigue and subs uh, meant we nearly did a typical Charlton. Kamara going off early might have been a heavily disguised blessing uh, as it pushed Alfie May more central where he could do more damage. Uh, Jones, Dobson, Watson and May are the spine of a decent team with Blackett, Taylor and Miles uh, and Chucks when he's fit, able to provide something special. Two or three signings in January and we might be able to string enough results together uh, for a playoff push, but the jury uh, is still out. And then uh, finally, John says, you have to ask, has there been any real difference between the new coaches, manner of play, and that of Dean Holden? Seems like we've got a like-for-like -like change with no obvious benefit. Now, I have to point out, this was sent on Sunday, so before the, the Wigan game, but he says there's still defensive errors and a lack of a midfield general. I mean, I was going to put that to you, Joe. What have you noticed are the differences between Dean Holden and, and Mr. Appleton? <clears throat> well, for formation um would be would be sort of where i would start and, and and pretty much end i think um appleton's definitely had a a more balanced and settled squad and i don't think we can get away from that but where we where we have seen i think a difference is in some of the changes that he's making although he's not for me getting the team right every single week he is tending to make substitutions early and we are definitely getting stronger as the games go on whereas I think under Dean we were having little spells where we were okay and then just completely falling apart so it's... apart from Tuesday of course where we did the, where, where, we, where we did the opposite <laughs> yeah we did the opposite but at least at least that way was sort of 80 minutes good and and 10 minutes bad as opposed to the other way around which has been some some games this season but I think that Appleton is trying to find a way to get the players to work um, in his system, but he is also adjusting to what he's got, whereas I think we were just trying to shoehorn things a little bit with Dean. I did actually hear him um, giving some press on my way to the game. Um, he was talking about the FA, uh, the um, League Cup and taking credit for us getting for getting us to Old Trafford, which is interesting because <laughs> all he had to do was put the coach because um, all the work was done by everybody else, wasn't it? So uh, I think that, you know, we'll... We're, I, de I definitely think we're in a better position. Um, I do think that, that Dean ultimately had some input in the squad that he's had and, and Apples is picking up what what is, is there. But we'll, I'm certainly more comfortable with some of the tactics and some of the thinking, especially off the bench, than, than I was at the start of the season. And 
uh, apart from that lucky win against Orient, which you could, if you wipe that, then we were an absolutely no chance of winning any. Where we've lost two under Appleton, and we could have lost a couple more, but we also could have put up some better performances there as well. So swings and roundabouts, but overall mm. an improvement for me. Aaron says, I don't think there's loads of difference. Hard to tell as both have different squads comparing apples and oranges a little. Um, that's uh, fair. I think that is a fair point. You know, the, the difference in squads between the two does make it very difficult to make a fair comparison. Uh, just finally, before we hear from Alfie May, Tony uh, says, uh, what a result on Tuesday, although we tried to uh, throw it away. We took a very solid uh, three points. I like May playing in behind uh, in the 10 role. He clearly thrives in this position has been on such a roll. Great to see Corey playing so well as well, uh, although it's frustrating that his contract is up uh, at the end of the season. Uh, what do we feel moving into Sunday? Do we keep the same players who are mainly playing to keep momentum or is this a squad match? Personally, I think the current team could keep some momentum up with a game and a win. Uh, our recent run doesn't look so gloomy uh, yet, so we could still fire ourselves into the playoffs before December. That's from Tony. Yeah, well, we will discuss more about the Cray Valley game after we hear from uh, Alfie May. Again, it was Mark Taylor uh, who very kindly spoke to uh, Alfie on our behalf, and this is what he had to say. I've got Alfie May with me. Alfie, congratulations on the win and congratulations on your two goals. How did you enjoy that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good feeling. Three points is just said it in there it's what a feeling it is to 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 get three points and yeah just to score yeah, it, i think i could i think i could honestly like this the scoring the feeling when you score is is is, is very good and then is it if it helps helps a team to win it's it's an amazing feeling talk us through those two goals would you the first one was instinctive the second one pure class yeah, sort of. The first one sort of got myself in the middle of the goal. I've I've tried to um, I've tried to sort of be central to goal this year. Um, I think at the start of the season I was hanging out the back post, so I've tried to sort of change my game and, and being in the middle of the goal. That's where the elite players are, and you see like Harlan, he just he's just in the middle of the goal and he, he taps them in, um, and that's what that's what sort of the way that I want to be. I want to I just want to if it hits me and it goes in. But yeah, to it's a weird one because, like, I shouldn't probably win a header in in mm. in, the, in the box as as being as small as I am. Um, but yeah, they headed the ball and great save from the keeper, and it just rebounded off off sort of off my hip and and goes in. And you need that little bit of luck as as a goal scorer and uh, as a striker. So yeah, and the second one just sort of took it onto my left and and drilled it low and yeah, found the found the little gap in in the far post. But like I say, it's a, it's a great feeling. It must have been a great feeling to go in as a team three 0 up at the interval. Yeah, it is. It is. It is good. But sometimes you can sort of come out second half, and and I just said it then. You sort of down tools and and try and try and play the game at sort of our pace. But we know the other team are going to come out fighting, and 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 Wigan did. They they gave it a good go and scored two late goals, and then their keeper goes up and nearly scores a volley, and you're like. <laughs> If that goes in, like it's just just probably one of them days. But no, it's good. We've we've been wanting a away victory for for 15 games now. I think it is where we've played, and and it's nice to to get that off us, and and we can sort of really really kick on. You've scored 11 goals now for Charlton. How are you enjoying it with Charlton? Yeah, love it. Um, love being back home, and it's a good feeling, and. It's, a, it's an amazing club it's it's a massive club and 
yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy it every day. Come in with a smile on my face, and I play with a smile on my face, and I'll always do that until the day I retire. I, um, I just, yeah, I just love it. Just, it's, it's, it's brilliant. What can the addicts achieve now this season? Do you think? Yeah, we we wanna we wanna finish as 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 best we can. We we wanna really sort of we've we've got a great togetherness in 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 and around the club and and the drive from the fans. You see see tonight how many how many we bought and on a cold Tuesday night. So yeah, no, we we wanna we wanna go all the way. We listen. We we're here t- to win football matches. It's our job. Um, and yeah, we want to we want to go up. That's that's if you if you don't if you don't have that sort of above your head to to achieve, then what's the point playing? Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts, and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked fully insured and experienced take the risk out of home improvement visit bikbbi.org.uk hello fellow addicts i'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub the river owl house the river owl house is based in east greenwich it has six pub of the year awards an ever-changing selection of amazing beer it's owned by chomp fans walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the valley too if your match day routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We spent the first half of it looking back at our first away win of the campaign up at Wigan uh, on Tuesday night. We coasted to a free goal lead and then couldn't survive Halloween without a little bit of a scare. Came back to 3-2, but we held on uh, for all three points. But now let's turn our attention to Sunday's FA Cup tie uh, at the Valley. It's got all the makings of an absolute banana skin uh, for the addicts. Cray Valley paper mills are making the very short journey from Eltham uh, to our part of South East London, the Greenwich Derby. They are five divisions below us They're in the Isthmian League at Southeast uh, Division. Uh, loads of local ties, of course. Kevin Lisby's son plays for them. Lisby uh, himself uh, used to play for them uh, back in the day. So I wanted to learn a little bit more about our visitors uh, on Sunday. So as I promised at the top of the show, I haven't just got any fan. I've got the 22-23 supporter of the year for Cray Valley uh, Paper Mills. Paul Martin uh, is joining us live on uh, Charlton Live this evening. How are you doing, Paul? 
I'm very well, thank you. Cheers for the invite. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're we're really interested, obviously, to learn a little bit more about about the side. Um, but but first of all, just tell us um, what does it mean to Cray Valley to be in the in the first round of the FA Cup and to be drawn a, a away against a you know a local rival and and a football league club like ourselves? Uh, it's a it's a dream draw, isn't it? I mean, you probably couldn't have asked for a for a better draw. You know, for us anyway. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a local derby, which obviously plays a, a part in it as well. Um, t- tell us a little bit about the journey so far to get here. So you, you've been through, um, was it five or six rounds already, um, including uh, including a number of replays? Five. I think it's five rounds. We've had about two or three replays. Um, yeah, we've we've done it the hard way, but, <laughs> we've, but we've done it. So, you know... Um, I think majority of the teams are always been in the, the division above us. Um, I think we had uh, Uxbridge and then obviously Carl Short and we played them what seemed like three times in as, in as many weeks uh, with replays. We had them in the FA Trophy, I think it was as well. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey, but, you know, we're here. And, yeah, I think everyone's buzzing, the club and the, um, I don't know how you put it, it's it's out there in the limelight and the club's getting heard about. So it can only be good things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's five times. You, you came in at the preliminary rounds and then you have to go through uh, four qualifying rounds as well, right. which is a remarkable achievement. And and three of those games uh, went to replays. It's only the second time that Cray Valley Paper Mills have got to this stage as well. And last time, of course, was during COVID. Uh, you were beaten away at Haven and Waterlooville. So for, for effectively all Cray Valley fans, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. The first time that you've been able to go and watch your side at this, this level of the cup. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, something that I think hopefully the, the fans and local, are getting behind us. And I think from what I've heard, ticket sales are going well. So, you know, it's, it's just, there's so many clubs around this area. It's, it's, it's hard to, you know, build a, you know, good sized fan base. So tell us a little bit. So obviously, as, as I mentioned, when, when I was given your name to, to to invite onto the show by the club themselves, I, I did a little bit of Googling and I saw that you were the supporter of the year uh, for last year. And I noticed they, they mentioned that um, you travelled to a lot of games by train, which was obviously very encouraging for us Charlton fans as well. But um, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about, about following the club. How did you sort of get into supporting Cray Valley? How, how many fans are there on a, on a normal basis or on an yeah. away game as well? Um, how I started... Um... Social media, just looking around at um, places to go. I needed to get out and do something. And one of the people I followed used to do the uh, videography and photography at the club and just chatting. And I noticed when I looked up um, the club, they had a few teams around where I live because obviously, I don't know if you know, I, I live near Horsham. So I'm, right, okay. I'm, I'm in West Sussex, <laughs> which makes it even, you know, every every game's like an away game for me, you know. Um, hence the British Rail signs on the on the flag. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went and saw a couple of games local to me when they played at Lansing, um, Whitehawk. And then I decided to pop up and see them at, at their home and was welcomed open arms by everybody at the club and yeah and I've just been there's my third season now and some of the, some of the away games are on my doorstep um but I just love it I just it's just such a, a 
welcoming, friendly club. You know, we get 120, 150, 60, 160 most, most weekends. So, like I said earlier, it's, it's trying to drum up support. You know, they've got a great setup, good clubhouse. People are friendly. The pitch is fantastic. I've got to mention the pitch and the groundsman, Lee, because uh, it is probably one of the best grass pitches in our league, if not the, the best. So, yeah, and I've been there, like I say, this is my third year. And, yeah, love it. Excellent. So, um, Yeah, Paul, so I, I didn't realise you'd only been going for years. I'm not sure whether this question is going to be entirely relevant now. Um, I'm actually a bit of a non-leaguer as well. I, I live in Hastings, so I go and watch Hastings United quite a lot. And I've been to Cray Valley many times. Um, obviously, at, at the time we were going, before we went, we got promoted, Um it, they was always sort of around the playoffs there and thereabouts under Kevin Watson, who also used to play for Charlton's Academy. Um, where where do you see the differences in how the how the team sets up? Because you're like tenth now, right? So where where do you see the differences in how the team sets up to when Kevin was in charge to now how the manager has got on playing now? Um, yeah, I think we've. I think my first season when Kevin was there. Um, um, I didn't really have much interaction with Kevin because I'd only just sort of started going and everything. Um, and yeah, we lost in the playoffs. And then last year we missed the playoffs on the last game of the season, uh, which was properly gutted. Um, type of football to me hasn't really changed. Um, they, they're, they're a good football inside. They like to play their football. It's not just kick and run and, you know, obviously you, you mix it up a little bit, but they're a good football inside. But what I've noticed this year, obviously new manager coming in, Steve, and he's brought his team in, um, they don't give up. You know, we can, you can go one nil down, you can 10 minutes to go. You know that they're going to fight and they're, um, they play for everybody. They play for each other and... He's, Steve's brought in a few players, you know, obviously through pre-season. It's taken a little bit of time to gel, but they're there now. We're, I think we've only been beaten once this year in one of the Cups. Um, but I think we only played our fourth league game the other day since August, you know, because we've had so many replays. So we're, I think we are sitting 10th, but I think we've got like four or five games in hand. But you've yeah. got, you know, I'd rather have the points on the board, but you <laughs> You don't, you don't throw away a cup run, you know. Not not like this, anyway. You know, it's a remarkably it's a remarkably <laughs> false position uh, in in the table, as you said. So Cray Valley have only played five, and there's teams who've played ten. <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the magic of the uh, of of the cup run. Uh, Joe, what you got? Yeah, I suppose. For for us, um, I mean, apart from Sue, I think she probably would be the, one of the few Charlton fans who've seen seen you guys play. So uh, for me, what what sort of formation? will you be trotting out and and who are the danger men that we need to be looking out for do you have names on the back of the shirts or do we need to be looking out for numbers all these things that i just don't know um we've got we've got obviously we've got a formation i wouldn't like to say um i'll leave that with the manager he know he knows best um Not giving anything away it's mine going uh, uh, you know, <laughs> um player wise um obviously corral 
you can't you can't take anything away from Corral. He's, he is on fire. Yeah. Um, and then you, I mean, you've got the other side. You've got Michael uh, Denzel Gale, long longest serving player. Um, gives everything. They all they all give everything. And you, um, I don't want to single out players and forget someone, but um, Hassan, number eighteen in the middle of the park, box to box. Um, great great player. And then you've got Barney Williams at the back, Tom Chambers. Um, Arthur Lee's come in this year with I think Steve brought him in, captain, just marshals it and yeah, um, it's just yeah, they, they've just really gelled as a team and they're just getting better and better. Mm. Freddie Freddie Parker's banging the goals in up front, so yeah, it's they're 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 a decent side. They're 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 a good watch, I should imagine, as a neutral as well. I'm sure they'll give us a, a good game on Saturday. And all hell let loose, as pointed out in the chat, how, you know, how much this will mean financially for Cray Valley. Uh, obviously, with the game being on TV as well, and that 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 makes yeah. it very important financially. I mean, what what is the the, the dream? In, in your mind, are you thinking you, you can come to the Valley and win, or at the very least take us back to a replay? I mean, I, I've seen a friendly at Badgers against uh, Greenwich Borough when they were there, but that's the only time I've been there, so... I mean, it'd be some experience if 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 they if it goes to a replay and we have to play there. I mean, that would be some night, surely. Oh God, that'd, that'd be unbelievable. I don't, I don't think our, uh, our management crew, as in like um, who we got. I've got to mention them: Steve, Steve Dodds, Dodsey, um, uh, Mark Higgins, the kit man. No, they're 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 the the people that have made that club, and I think I think. Hopefully, the players will go out and enjoy themselves on Sunday, have a good time, put up a good show, which I know they will. And who who knows? It's the FA Cup. It'd be it'd be great to get a result, and that's what they they go for. You know, mm. you, you you've got to go into every game to win. So they're after they're after backing from the fans. So excellent stuff. Well. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be an entertaining cup tie. Obviously, we're, we're a Charlton pod, so we're we're, we're looking yeah. to avoid anything <laughs> anything remotely close to to an entertaining cup tie. Really, we we're hoping we're going to win win comfortably, but that never seems to be in the way in, in the FA Cup. Paul, I hope you and everyone down at Cray Valley Paper Mills at, at, a, at the very minimum has a great day on on Sunday. Thank um, you. Yeah, packing out the Jimmy Seed the Jimmy Seed stand and making lots of noise. Yeah, uh, and yeah, a proper a proper local derby in the FA Cup. What a story, Paul! Thanks for coming on. I told you we got the very best fan. No, He's literally the supporter of the year. So, it's been a pleasure having you on, Paul. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks a lot. Cheers, all. There, there we go. That's Cray Valley's supporter of the year, Paul Martin, who joined us uh, ahead of the FA Cup tie um, uh, this Sunday. Um, Sue, you you you've mentioned obviously you, you've seen a bit of non-league football. I you know I, I go and watch Bromley every now and then. Let, loads of people in our area will go and watch Dartford or Wellin or Ebbsfleet. You know if 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 they haven't got excellent taste in non-league football like I do. But um, what um, we we all know what this will mean to Cray Valley for us. You know we we have to make sure we we do not take any chances. And I guess that the first part of that is what sort of side do you want us to put out on on Sunday because you've got to find a balance between not risking players, you know, from having too many minutes and, and fatiguing and whatnot and your injuries. And we have played a midweek game away from home at Wigan, so they would have got back very late on sort of early Wednesday morning, really. But also, we, we can't be putting out 
a bunch of kids that are going to get rolled over by a Cray Valley paper mill side who are who are playing in their cup final. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough when you're playing non-league sides anyway. Like as we know, years gone by when we've played sort of lower league non-league sides, it's sometimes gone horribly wrong. And that like it is, it's their cup final. It's their it's it's everything rolled into one for them. And they've in that respect, they've got nothing to lose. And I, I sometimes worry that because Cray Valley are a strong side. They're a very good side. They're very well set up. They, they've got some big lads in that team and probably half of them wouldn't think about kicking one of our lot up in the air. So I, th- I think you've just got to be really mindful of that, that there's no intention behind hurting someone, but also sort of stamping their authority on the game. So it's trying to find the balance, like you say, of that bit of experience that's going to get us through the game without too much stress but at the same time not risk too many sort of like the extra minutes so for someone like Alfie um that's that probably may may benefit from a game off as much as he'd probably want to play um because he's been on he's been in that league himself not not that long ago so it's it's It'll probably be like a big thing for him, but I just think you just got to be so careful. But like you say as well, you don't want to bring in loads of youngsters and potentially one wreck their confidence, but then get turned over by a non-league side. The press would have a field day, so it's 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 just finding that balance to to have enough in the in the side to win it comfortably, but also and be respectful. We've, uh, we've got to put that in there. We can't just assume that because we're Charlton and we're League One, we're just going to like run riot. Um, but also give some of these younger lads a few minutes to give them a bit of confidence and hopefully do the job that's needed. Mm. I mean, if you look at some of our games against non-league sides of, of recent years, I mean, even last season, Colville came and got a goal in, in a 4-1 defeat. Uh, remember, uh, it was Eggleton, the, the Charlton supporting defender they had, which we, we all had a fiver on him to score. Last kick of the game, he headed at goal and he's cleared off the line. I was like, oh, God, you want a few quid there. Um, you know, Gateshead away a couple of years ago, we we laboured to it. Even though we beat Haven't 4-0 at the Valley, it was 0-0 with 20 minutes left. I mean, we've, we've had some nasty ones. I'm not going all the way back to Dagenham and Redbridge when we are a Premier League side, certainly. But, I mean, Zed uh, says, uh, I may not be the oldest Charlton fan, but I think this season is one of the most topsy-turvy ones I can remember. Uh, hopefully, we can get something out of 23-24. Alfie May uh, is up there as, as a great striker. I mean, talking of, of topsy-turvy, th- there's only one reason why we're in front of the TV on Sunday, Joe, and that's because the entire nation is hoping that we slip up at home. You know, they're, they're hoping that Kevin Lisby's son scores against his dad's former side. They're hoping for all of this narrative. You know, that's the reason I'm going Bromley on, on Saturday against Blackpool. I want to see some FA Cup love, some narrative. That's what everyone's all about. And we have really got to make sure that North, it's not another Northwich because that was one of the lowest points in my Charlton supporting career, watching that game with all of my, you know, Arsenal and Man United supporting mates who are invited around to watch us on TV because we're never on TV. One of the most embarrassing days that's ever happened. We, we we can't have a repeat of that. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, everyone in London, probably everyone in the country, and uh, certainly those in Surrey will be desperate for us to uh, come a cropper, won't they? No, but I, I, in a weird kind of way, like I, I actually 
would rather we focused on the league. Um, so, it, it, you know, if this was any other, if this was League Two or League One team, I actually wouldn't be that upset if we came a cropper. But yeah, you're never going to live it down, are you? Um, it's going to live long in everybody's memories. There's, there, I, I just hope that we, it's a, I hope it's a good game. I, I, I wouldn't like us to absolutely smash them. Uh, I wouldn't like us to uh, lose. I'd like us to just have a good game where everyone gets on and then we just trot out comfortable enough winners and it's like a bit of a non-event and everyone who's sat in front of their TV with a specific aim in mind is thoroughly disappointed. But it's probably not going to be that because it's Charlton. Um, I mean, it's, there's there's plenty of players I think could do with some minutes, the likes of Nesta, the likes of Chin. And yeah, I wouldn't want to see Alfie rest, but you know, whatever whatever Appleton does, he's going to want to keep some of that winning momentum, isn't he? And he's going to want to see some of these players, t- you know, sticking their hands up and saying that they want to be part of it. And the likes of Kirk have an opportunity to sort of put put a performance together against a, a side that they should be head and shoulders above. But yeah, it's not going to happen that way. You can feel it in the bones, can't you? You can feel yeah. you can feel the disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian saying if we really want to take him apart, we've got to start uh, Charlie Kirk. Um, that's that's what he said. Um, Ian's uh, saying that we lost Leeburn against these sort of teams. I mean, that, that sort of becomes a bit of a narrative, doesn't it? Oh, you're playing non-league cloggers, you're going to get injured. But, I mean, we've lost players to injury from challenges against League One players. You know, people in the Premier League get their legs broken. It, it becomes a bit of a, I, I, I don't know, a, a bit of an, an old wives' tales that, a non-league player is going to break your leg. I think it can just happen. You know, I don't think they're going to be out there to do that. They're going to be out there to show that they can play football. Um, you know, in fact, it was a Haven and Waterlooville player who got really nasty injury against us at, at the Valley. You know, they're not saying, oh, we lost we lost so-and-so against a League One clogger. It's just, it's just the way it is. We just got to hope that, you know, we, we have enough in terms of the field of play. I mean, Joe, Joe raised the point there. How, what, what does the FA Cup mean to us this season? So, obviously, I mean, for Cray, this is a fantastic opportunity. And I was, you know, the day before I was saying, if, if it's not going to be Bromley, I really hope it's Cray Valley because it would just be such an occasion for, for the local area. Um, so it means a lot to them. But what, what does the FA Cup mean to us? Now, bear in mind, we're, we're coming up to almost a year ago since we got through to the quarterfinals of the League Cup against Brighton you know, and then played Man United. And that was just one of the best parts of last season. Another day like that would be massive. But as Joe said, you know, there's a league to concentrate on. Are we legitimately part of the playoff conversation we still are currently you know whether we're going to end up that at the end of the season we don't know but currently we still are so there is a balance what what, what does this competition mean to you Sue I mean the reality is it don't mean that much to the majority of Trump fans because there's going to be hardly anyone there on on Sunday from in our end yeah I, I think in that respect that having it on a Sunday night hasn't helped myself personally I won't be coming up because it for me to get up there for an evening game is, is a bit of a nightmare. Um, but I, th- I think we've had the, I think we, we have this discussion every season, don't we? How much do we want to have a cup run? And you get the, the kind of the old school, well, not even old school, actually. You get these fans as like the FA Cup is just like the biggest cup competition in the world. Like you, you want to do as well as you can in the FA Cup. I'm a little bit like Joe. I'd rather just, you know what, obviously I don't want to lose Sunday because of what that would sort of create in terms of confidence and ridicule. But I think 
I'd rather just get the cup out of the way. Let's just focus on the league. We've we've struggled enough in the league as it is. We don't need to add any further complications. Yes, it can be a welcome distraction sometimes, but also it can be an unwelcome distraction because then if you get through a round and you're like, oh, we're going to get in the next round and all the focus comes on that. Oh, are we going to get Man City away? I know it won't be till later on down the line, but it's it, it it can work either way and I'm I'm very much on the side of unless you're a comfortable side in the championship or the Premier League, the FA Cup just it needs to be put on the back burner. Um just focus on the league. That is the most important thing is to get out of this league. So yeah, I, I, I but I know there's gonna be a lot of fans that won't agree with me and they'll wanna have that cup run because it is it is such a special cup to play in, and mm. um, especially where you're playing these teams from non-league and and lower. Um, it, it's a massive thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, balancing things as well. But if if we don't want a cup run, we we can't end it here because if we lose to Cray Valley, we will be an embarrassment. And and as you say, see, that would be, you know, that, that would that would halt any momentum that we have from, from Tuesday. Uh, Johan says the cup means a lot to him. I want a Man City at home. Michael says uh, they will be up for it and not to hurt us, but you raise your game as uh, simple as that. And that's why they get injured. Sometimes it means they leave a foot in instead of intercepting uh, the, the ball. And and yeah, that's a, that's a, a fair comment. Um, Resilience again says a uh, part of me wants to see May start with the chance to get a few more goals and carry his confidence. Another part of me, uh, I'm scared that he might get a knock for the Portsmouth game, which obviously follows uh, on in, in uh, from the FA Cup. Uh, and then he says, I'm better than Kirk and I'm 19 stone uh, behave. Um, <laughs> yeah, some good chats in there. Uh, well, if we talk about Turk, I mean, all hell let loose saying Kirk needs a strong left back behind him. Uh, Charlton can't provide that at present, which is uh, probably... Uh, fair. Paul Davenport says Kirk speaks highly of you as well, Brazilians as well, <laughs> which is fair as spam saying, uh, I agree, Kirk. More creative than 90% of our squad. He gets too much hate like Keith Jones and Kishishev back in the day. Sam says, uh, do Cray Valley have links with Millwall? Uh, just want to ask as I keep hearing this. So, I mean, any non-league side in South East London will have links with all three clubs. There, there was a, I can't remember who it was when on Radio London uh, the day after the draw. Uh, and said, we're all Millwall down here at Cray Valley, so we're all going there wanting a win. Uh, but I'll say, if, if, if any of the, the Millwall supporting Cray Valley people are claiming that, I'll just claim it's a win over Millwall then, because we never get to beat them realistically, do we? So um, uh, that, that would be nice for us if we if we can do that on um, uh, on Sunday. Joe, obviously Portsmouth be, behind this game is an important one, but yeah, the, the momentum that we can get from this is obviously obviously important not to lose if that makes sense like if we lose if we lose this that will bring a massive down on the club so let, let, let's just get the job done on, on on sunday show off in front of the tv how good we are then the, the crowds will be flocking back yeah i mean get the get the job done or don't um get up with the, uh, the other way of looking at it so yeah we've got hopefully we can we we can get through without any sort of major scares getting the minutes to the players that we need and you know, we might get what Cray Valley got this time, which is a, a relatively for us a, a massive draw and a, and a great opportunity to uh, maybe play a game in front of the cameras. Uh, but yeah, there's, when 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 you talk about the magic of the cup, the thing that I think takes that away for me a little bit is that in League One you are in four of them um, at the start of every single season, and um, I would certainly be more inclined to put more effort into the likes of the FA and the League Cup if we weren't in the 
Checker Pizza Bristol Street Motors competition every single year where you're just trotting out against these the the big sides under 21s and other clubs that don't want to win it unless they've won it. Um, you know, it's it's the UA, UEFA Conference League, isn't it, for League, League One and League Two. So, uh, get through Saturday. The opportunity for a big draw, this, we can all get excited about that. But we all know it's going to be MK Dons away. Um, and that will be uh, that will be the icing on the cake. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the draw for the game, it looks like uh, it's going to be right after our game. So, either Charlton or Cray Valley will know who they're playing uh, immediately after our game. I think it's going to be as part of the TV show where we're being covered. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Brazilian says, all eyes on the Bristol Street Motors for me. They give me that over an FA Cup run day of the week. Yeah, that's another new name we've got to remember now. They've renamed the EFL Trophy again today. Got to try and think of a funny pun to, uh, you know, I hope we do well in the Bristols. Right, let's get out of here. Jonathan West says, uh, hi, Louis. How are you? I'm really good, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope everyone's uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, I have. I'm looking forward massively to Sunday's game. Don't turn up on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure a few people will. It's Sunday. Uh, 5.30 kickoff for the game against uh, Cray Valley Paper Mills in the first round uh, of the FA Cup. Right, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, live in the YouTube chat uh, this evening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks to everyone who's caught up on the podcast uh, or via um, YouTube afterwards as well. Make sure you subscribe to our show uh, everywhere you can see it on YouTube, in your podcast apps, on Twitter, on Instagram, everything. Just click subscribe. Uh, make sure you can enjoy our show whenever it comes out. Great to have Paul Martin on the show earlier on, Cray Valley Supervan. Uh, hopefully he will enjoy the game to an extent on Sunday, but not too much, of course. A massive thanks to Sue and Joe, as always. A pleasure to speak to you too. You too. Thanks a lot. Enjoy Sunday. Yeah. Please, please enjoy Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom uh, and Bathroom Installation. Obviously, because the game is on Sunday, uh, we won't be doing a show on Sunday. So we'll be back this time next week to look back at the game against Cray Valley uh, and ahead, of course, to the tie uh, with Portsmouth. Uh, which is uh, obviously a very winnable game for us because we never don't win at Fratton Park. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Thanks for listening this evening. Uh, We shall see you again next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.